that doesn't jinx it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're playing another game of Troika. We're playing an original dungeon mistress mystery story called The Mystery of the Haunted House. Um, bef- yeah. No, Justin, put in something cool there that makes me sound like fucking cool. All right, this uh, sound effect just happened. Yeah, I want to hear like a, a clock tower. Okay, great. Um, Justin, you have something I believe you should read to start us off, sort of catch up listeners who may have listened to the last um, episode where what what has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we had the adventure about a year ago with the Golden Ruffs. And now, uh, well, let me just tell you about the character I will be embodying for this adventure we're about to have. <laughs> Herbert was a demon stalker as fa- far back as he could remember. I'm already fucking... All right, let me start over. <laughs> Goddamn. I will say real quick, you all will have the opportunity to introduce your characters and what they look like in-game. So, I will I will popcorn it to you all here in a minute. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let me move this window over here so I'm looking straight ahead. <laughs> Herbert was a demon stalker as far back as he could remember. He had no family, only the eternal hunt. Though he preferred to travel and work alone, he was part of a group of adventurers who were abducted and forced to wear golden ruffs around one year ago. He was polite to these other adventurers out of necessity, but never truly trusted them. Shortly after last year's adventure, Herbert resumed his quest to eradicate all demonic influence on our plane of existence. In a blind rage, he stabbed Penny Scoop 100 times, believing her to be possessed by a demon. Bert Silica attempted to protect Penny, who he was hoping to hire as his press secretary, but was no match for a demon stalker consumed by bloodlust. Even in his rage, Herbert had the sense to use a bow and arrow to kill Bert to add insult to his fatal injury. The arrow went through his penis and he bled out slowly. After the death of his former companions, Herbert came to his senses and was, for the first time in his life, consumed by grief. Though he did not trust his fellow adventurers, he had come to like them a little bit. In the cold light of the morning, it was clear that Penny and Bert were not possessed by demons. They were just relatively annoying people. Herbert dropped his weapons on the ground where the bodies still lie to this day. He promptly forgot all of the skills and spells he had learned as a demon stalker, renounced his zealotry, and joined a subreddit for recovering cult members. Recalling the comfort he felt from leading a herd of small creatures during his last adventure, he decided to pick up a crook and loot and become a shepherd wandering the hills for many months he has accumulated a herd of four wild sheep who enjoy the sounds of herbert's plucked strings other sheep have visited the herd briefly but did not enjoy the loot as much and so they moved on to greener pastures Excellent. And so we begin um, Dungeon Mistress Lorelai here, joined by Justin, David, and Alan. And I'll start with the exposition for the mystery of the haunted house. Our heroes are starving. 
the economy has not been good. And for one reason or another, you all have been out of work for some time. And worse yet, you've been stranded in a strange part of the spheres where you have to exchange goods, services, or currency for basic necessities such as food and water. Having just survived by fighting off the other dregs of society for whatever is left inside of the pizza boxes behind different restaurants, palaces, and space stations, you are now trying a different approach. In desperation, you each find yourselves within the beige office building of the Jobs Placement Organization, I Find You Work, (laughs) which is ran by a sect of neoliberal thinking engines. Although these walking ancient computers were created to pilot starships and handle complex equations, a few of them in their ancient age stumbled upon a bizarre and backwards political ideology and have started strange businesses with names such as uh, political fundraising nonprofits and um, all natural upcycled laundry detergent stores. What attracted you all to this particular jobs placement office was that they offered you free food while you waited. Um, you each walk into the, you've walked in independently into this beige building and you've interacted with the large touchscreen pad and looking through the list of occupations, selected the general labor slash adventurer track. And the three of you have been paired as a group and shepherded into a millennial pink room, um, with a like glass bowl on a table full of those little strawberry hard candies on top of a mid-century modern glass table. Your feet feel um, wonderful on the shag carpet as you all sit on a couch much too small for three people to sit comfortably on. Behind the table is a large floating thinking engine with painted on makeup and a long bright green wig. The thinking engine appears to be an old model um, who, although isn't displaying signs of rust in their undercarriage, has the sort of angular design of the older models. You clearly notice the headphone jack still proudly visible near their collarbone and a magnet near their breast with a bright yellow smiley face that says, watch out, I vote. <laughs> hey, did you guys notice water. that we we were shepherded in here? I feel like somebody's trying to take my job. Yeah, I'm inspired. <laughs> um... So you all three are sitting on the couch and this thinking engine sort of turns on and brightly goes, this is my favorite part of the job, getting to help people like you become productive members of society. Yay. Um, Now, my name is VRS224, and I just must do a brief interview with you all before um, I can give you the light sail tickets and, and be on your way to help the Meridian Township. Um, so if you each could answer the following questions for me, that would be great. So first of all, um, the thinking engine looks at um, you, Alan, and goes, what is your name and do you have any special skills? Well, I'm Hollis. I'm old. That's about it. Um, I'm retired from uh, secret shopping. This is my second job. And I'm looking forward to an adventure with you folks. Wow. Uh, Go on, please. I'm extremely interested. Well, 
in the war, uh, and that's when I pull out my Luger that I pulled from a dead Nazi. I uh, did some things, and then I put that back away. Uh, and mostly these days, I just, you know, I try to talk to people. Um, you know, I power walk around um, relatively handy, you know, because I'm old. I got a lot of time on my hands. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm relatively stout, but I'm still old. I can see that very clearly with my eyes. That's correct. Wonderful to meet you, Hollis. Um, and now the thinking engine looks at um, you, David. And um, you, wh- what is your name and do you have any special skills? Greetings, thinking trough. <laughs> I am Sir Nathaniel Horndrillo. And I am an esteemed knight, an esteemed disgraced knight, from the kingdom of Finkenauer. I have been roaming the lands for many years with my horse, Quentin. He's over there in that corner. And we are taking any quests we can. I'm good at jousting and fighting with a sword. Fighting with a spear. Fighting with a shield. Did you say sphere? Fighting with a spherical shield and a spear. (laughs) Not so spherical. (laughs) Pardon me. And I have a <clears throat> quixotic undertaking. Fantastic. This is just the place for people who like quests. Huzzah! L- lastly, <laughs> yes, huzzah. Lastly, the thinking engine, um, BRS224, looks at you, Justin, and goes, And you, sir, what is your name? And do you have any special interests? I mean, um, talents, skills, special skills. <laughs> Uh, hello, Thinking Engine. My name is Herbert. Uh, I am Reformed, as you you may have heard the uh, pre <laughs> pre adventure exposition uh, for me. I guess I don't know how our Thinking Engines uh, omni- omniscient <laughs> do they do they hear things that happen before I'm in the room? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. They're just, uh, they're just what like the-, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Hollis. Um, well, I used to be a demon stalker. I'm now but a humble shepherd. I've got four sheep with me there in the corner over there by uh, Sir Mathan's horse. Uh, was it Quentin? Yes. Yes. Verily. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, he likes the... pets behind the ears. <laughs> uh, any any observers of, of our upcoming adventure may notice that I'm a little more emotive than I was around a year ago. Uh being a shepherd has has been good for my disposition. I'm a little more friendly than I once was. Uh, some of my skills: healing, herding, crook fighting. Uh, this is my crook here. I don't like violence so much, but I have this crook that I assume I could fight with if the need be. Uh, I also uh, play some lo- lonely tunes on my lute here. I love music. Here, I'll play just one chord. Can you play banana pancakes? Uh, no, uh, that's... I'd have never heard of a TV. I, this is like fantasy, right? Do they have TVs? <laughs> yes, we well, have televisions. So this is fantasy and we have television. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I live out in a field, so I, I don't really consume uh, entertainment media. Wow, this is amazing. 
Um, not only are there three strapping heroes on my beautiful couch, there's also a horse and three sheep. Four, actually. Four sheep. Yeah. Four sheep. What are the names of those sheep? Oh, boy. Uh, in ascending well, order from least favorite to most favorite. You shouldn't be naming your sheep, you know, just in case you get too attached to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they came to me with names already. Uh, we got uh, Quigley. Very close to the horse's name. They got coincidentally. Um, Stuart. Female. Same. <laughs> and um, the fourth one is the youngest and has and came to our herd most recently. That one's name is Dot. Okay. Huzzah! We will fry them up and have a delicious meal tonight. I would prefer to keep them alive, if you don't mind, sir. Nathan, Mister, Mister Nathan, yes. Are you on your horse, or is you are you adjacent to the horse? The horse is over there. Okay, my I'm, posterior is right here, as you can see. I've been wandering over to the horse and then talking to the horse. What are well, you whispering? Fantastic! You can't, you can't hear. <laughs> I think I have everything I. Need. I think I feel comfortable telling you the details of this job at the Meridian Township, as well as giving you your light sail tickets to take you there and provide you with the free uh, to-go lunch baggies. Um, it's a brown paper sack with um, one of those like granola bars that completely disintegrates in the bag. Like it's going to get <laughs> everywhere. It's going to get absolutely everywhere. There's um, a barbecue chicken wrap that's been sitting a little too long, so the tortilla is kind of wet. It's also one of those green tortillas. I don't know what they're made out of. Uh, um, are those spinach? They look like tortillas to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't they're know why they're green. green. I don't know they're why they're green. As such. Okay. They're they're wet, and then there is a small charcuterie plate with no dip. Um, your employer for this job is the Dwarfs Meridian Township Coalition a group of dwarfs who are previously being governed by a local baron who is recently deceased. The dwarfs would like to seize the baron's property in order to sell off assets and turn it into a community center and uh, low-income housing. However, they claim the baron's property is haunted and are requesting a group of adventurers to come and remove whatever evil has taken over the estate. Mm. Um, if you have any more questions, you will meet the representative for your job at the end of this light sale ticket. Um, the thinking engine then hands you each these sort of, it basically just looks like a floppy disk, but it's like gold, like a gold floppy disk. Um, what the hell is this? It's a light sale ticket. You use it on the light sale machines out in the lobby and it will take you to your job. Huh. Mm. Huh. We're Don't not worry, so good with will, uh, technology, it seems. <laughs> it will also take the animals with you. You don't oh, need extra tickets for them. Just make sure you're holding on to them um, okay. and thinking positive thoughts. Is this some kind of like uh, teleportation? That's exactly what it is. Hmm. You see, does it sale... like make a copy of you or does it? <laughs> yeah, and then the old one dies forever. No, that would be. <laughs> 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 that would. <laughs> that would be silly. No, it it sort of decompresses all your matter into light. Um, trans, think of it as a translation. It translates your body, your physical matter, into light matter, and then reorganizes it in um, the place of our choosing. 
in this case, near the Meridian Township mm-hmm. on a lonely road towards the Baron's estate. Uh, I apologize if this is a stupid question, but where are we now and how far away is the Meridian Township? It's in another sphere. So did you say spear? Spear. Spear. <laughs> spear. <laughs> it's in another spear. Okay, so there yeah, alright. I understand. I, I know how distance works. Don't Would you like me to hold your <laughs> hand and take you to the teleporting pads? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Okay, great. So the thinking engine sort of begins to float up and moves over and um extends their hand gingerly towards you, Herbert. I reach my hand out to what I presume is the robot's hand, yes. and it it's uh very cool to the touch. Yeah. Excellent. And um, she opens the door and leads you all out of the millennial pink office with um, a ceiling fluorescent lighting and mid-century modern furniture, as well as the glass bowl full of strawberry candies. Um, you each are now equipped with a to-go bag lunch, a lunch baggie. So you each can add that to your inventory if you want. It contains all the items I described earlier, um, which, to repeat, was charcuterie, no dip, um, barbecue chicken wrap with one of those green tortillas, but um, it's been sitting for a long time, so the tortilla's wet. Um, So it kind of doesn't really taste like barbecue chicken anymore. It just tastes like wet. Um, And then one of those granola bars that, like, you open it and it's already disintegrated, and it's, like, hard. Like, it's going to hurt your teeth. <laughs> the Nature Valley ones. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I couldn't remember what they were called. Um, yeah. but I hope they sponsor this episode, um, Nature Valley. Um, the worst. Okay. <laughs> so you're led into the bright sort of beige. It's not really bright, but the, the beige lobby where you had been seated for some time. There's quite a long queue. The room is pretty full. And the thinking engine sort of takes your hand over to what appears to just be like... Um, a large platform um, where you sort of all stand and you can see there's little inserts where you stick the light sail ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as you're ready, you can just insert that ticket and be on your way. I'm inserting the ticket. Great. You disappear. Shit. <laughs> like it's, a, yeah, it's like, it's like poof. Like you poof. Oh, what sorcery is this? I've already explained it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear with this helmet on too well. Which way is up? I um, turn the, it this way. Yeah, the, the, um, I, I turn the disc around a bunch and then put it in upside down. Okay, the uh, thinking unit, thinking engine, just sort of grabs it and puts it right side <laughs> up, and you disappear along with Quintus. Okay, good, good. So um, I yeah. had one concern. You told me that we need to be touching the animals before yes. we teleport i have four yes. animals here uh yes. and and my companions already left <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> how how strict is the like need to touch the animal do i need to have like a hand grasping them or can they just be like brushing up against me honestly i don't know okay, i think well, this let's... is like the like the the logic puzzle with the fox and the sheep and the grain <laughs> You're going to yeah. have to do one of those. Right. Is there any way for them, anyone to come back now? No. Or no? Okay. Not until the job's complete. The dwarf who hired you has light sale tickets to bring you back. 
Okay, and we don't get those until we uh, finish the task. Okay. Um, That's part so of your payment, as well as more food and water. I'm really quickly doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo to the sheep. Uh, I bring Stuart and Dot up with me with my hands on each of their heads, and then I have Quigley and Female kind of just, like, touching me, like, brushed up <laughs> against me. How are you me. not going to choose Female? How are you going to make... I said eeny, meeny, miny, mo. so <laughs> it was random. It wasn't... <laughs> okay. Um, it's not like he's misogynistic or anything. I, I would like you, um, I would like Herbert to roll luck. So our first okay. luck roll of the game. So how rolling luck works is on your character sheet, you're going to have a luck stat. Yes, I have seven luck. Great. Your roll must be equal or less than seven. Equal so or less. Roll, okay. Yeah, so you're going to roll 2d6. So two six sided die. Got it. And I've got the two here. Okay. And they total five. Okay. Um, as the sort of ticket gets inserted, um, you see rainbows and sparkles and cupcakes, and then you reappear on a dark lane, a dark road. It's gravel, um, and you are comforted that you still feel your four sheep around you. Oh, thank you. Um, as well as seeing your um, three companions, if we're including Quentin. This feels more like home to me. So it's a very mid, it looks like a very Midwestern autumn. The trees have changed color, but there are leaves on the ground. Um, it's a very sort of, you know, desolate road with um, what appears to be nothing at either end. Um, there's not a lot of landmarks, but you do see there is a stocky brass dwarf nearby. This brass dwarf has wood accents. Um, so if you could imagine like a dwarf made out of brass and like has little like inlays made out of like fine, like sort of sandy wood and brass. Um, the brass has been well patinaed. You can tell that this dwarf is very well maintained and was built incredibly well by whatever dwarf built that dwarf. Um, no signs of rust on the brass? Absolutely none whatsoever. No tarnishing? No, none that looks unintentional. Very well. Gay artsy over here. I, yes. Um, you see that the dwarf is sitting next to a very elaborately carved wooden sign that says, Welcome Adventurers, in a very beautiful cursive script. Um, the dwarf kind of shakes his head and looks at you all and goes, Hey, hello. <clears throat> Sorry the welcoming committee couldn't be here. Um, many of them are split between their tasks of revitalizing our communities through craft. I went ahead and made this sign uh, uh, this morning as a token of our appreciation. And um, here's some more sandwiches made from our chefs. Um, he hands you, uh, you each add to your inventory, another bag, another brown bag. Um, this... Um, just has like a nice egg salad sandwich on rye. So whatever you prefer on your egg salad sandwiches is on there. We're just going to say that. Mm -hmm. Wow. How did they know? <laughs> Peanut butter well, and jelly? <laughs> <laughs> well, us, us dwarves in particular take great pride in our craft. It's what's most important to us. There's no, you know, they say that for a dwarf, there's two things we live for. There's two things we have to complete before we die. The first is creating another dwarf, the ultimate task. 
not to be taken lightly. There's nothing more difficult than crafting another one of the dwarven race. And the second is making adventurous smile with a really nice sandwich. <laughs> well, you mission accomplished there, pal. <laughs> How do you make a dwarf? Bless well, coitus, my friend. <laughs> I, mean, I was wondering this explains a lot <laughs> dwarfs actually lot. just have sex for pleasure we procreate by building each other so it starts with uh, measuring twice and cutting once and he, he winks at you he winks at you, Gives you a little... my, my species does something similar to that when we're very young yeah 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 I can respect it so his face sort of begins to look a little more sullen. He goes, This is dreadful business. There's a dark and sinister evil in that house. Folks are terrified of going anywhere near the Baron's Manor. Um, if you can go in, clear out the evil within it, we'll give you each $5,000. Not bad. We'll, I could, yeah, I could we'll use some money. Some, we'll give you is some money. Is that each or... You'll each get $5,000, enough to buy a used pre-owned vehicle at one of our uh, lots, if you're interested. Inflation's pretty high. I mean, I don't know about that. You might have to. (laughs) We'll we'll talk brass tags. He winks when he says brass tags. (laughs) 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 We'll talk brass tags. When and if you return. Um if you just, any points you down the road, he's like, just head that way. You can't miss it. It's on your right. You'll see the estate. Um, and when you've completed your journey, I'll just be down the lane um, toward the Meridian Township, which is just the opposite way. Best of luck to ye. And um, the dwarf sort of turns around and just starts walking towards the town. Hey, how come you aren't coming? He turns around. He's like, "We we hired you. We told you. I I told you. We we're yeah, I know. we're fucking scared. We're fucking scared." Oh, okay. The, oh, the, the, it, did you not hear the part where I said the house was haunted and it had a sinister evil? Mm. Mm. For some why why aren't we scared? Huh? <laughs> it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I'm I'm definitely not scared, but I'm not sure. Like it seems like maybe I should be, but I... that's when I pull out my gun. I'm fine. <laughs> this again. <laughs> you didn't you have a gun last time? Yeah, but it was different. That was a different person. Only yeah. I'm aware of that. <laughs> you remind me of someone, Hollis. <laughs> yeah, there are lots so of us the, out there. The dwarf is is quite is quite down the way at this point. I, um, I I shout after the dwarf. Do you have any other quests? Oh, you're trying to get side quests now? <laughs> alt alt. <laughs> the dwarf stops in his tracks and turns around. Metanology. And he comes back over and he says, "What's your name, Sir Knight? Sir Nathaniel Horndwillow. Perhaps you've heard of me. Brown noser over here. I'm afraid I ain't, but I do have a side quest for you if you're interested. Except." God damn it. <laughs> Are any of you familiar with night pigs? Uh those pigs at night? <laughs> the very same. Yeah, I've seen a pig at night. 
Um, Talking about my wife. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, <sorry. laughs> my real wife. My in character wife. I would never say that about my real wife, to be honest. Let's be real. God, I fucking hate my wife. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's old. He's um, <laughs> he's making it's about his wife. Poor guys are like you, that. Will you please roll two d six and tell me what you rolled, and this will determine whether or not you know what a night pig is. Oh sure, uh, I rolled a six. Okay, you're familiar with a night pig, but you don't have any special knowledge of them. But your past experience as a demon hunter um has sort of made you a little bit aware. Um, so I'll share that knowledge with you and you can share it with the others. Um, a night pig is a witch who dons the clothes of a pig um, and walks sort of at night looking like a pig. But it's a witch. It's not a pig. A is it pig. really clothes or is it more like skin? <laughs> it's like skin. It's like skin. I it's was like trying to skin be... clothes. So yeah, skin clothes. Okay. Looks like a pig, but is cl- is also a witch dressed like a pig. And what the night pigs are specialized at. Like a Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just as beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So we'll return back to the dwarf speaking, and the dwarf will go, We believe that a night pig has been um, rubbing its posterior against the manor in some of our homes in order to extract wealth from our labor. They've been r- rubbing their asses on your homes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, are you familiar with night pigs? Oh yeah, uh, as my brain just told me, uh, night pigs are witches who wear the clothes of pigs. Hi. <laughs> And as the night goes on and they grow increasingly fat from rubbing their um, hindquarters against our buildings, they're limited only by their greed. We've lost specialized tools, money, sandwiches. If you happen to see a night pig while doing this quest, and you can bring us the night pig's clothes, we'll be extremely generous. Hmm. In our how how we return the favor, you might say we need to get the ass. Aye, that is my side quest for ye. All right, well that doesn't seem like too much of a distraction, so I'm not I'm not too upset with Sir Nathan, Na- right? Yeah, 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 Sir Nathan for uh, accepting that quest sight unseen. So I I. I, I... I need to be calling him Sir Nathan the whole time. <laughs> Definitely not intentionally named to cause confusion. So, so now I Sir love, Nathan... I, I do want to say I love these high fantasy names the three of you chose. Herbert, Hollis, and Nathan. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not really a fantasy guy. Yeah, I gathered. So, so the dwarf s- once again turns around and starts walking down the lane. And Sir Nathan yells after the dwarf, do you have any other quests? <laughs> Boy, huh? <laughs> the dwarf Shut turns up. around. A real, a real workaholic, this guy. 
Um, the, the dwarf goes, um, No! Good luck to you. Just take, we really are focused on the manor here. The night pig is would be nice, but it's just pudding. All right, fellas, let's go burn down okay. that house. Yeah, let's 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 move on down the road. I have exhausted all dialogue options. Let's go. <laughs> Excellent. So the three of you begin walking down the sort of lane. Um, trees begin slowly losing more and more leaves as you get closer to the estate. You see a cobblestone wall. It's uh, significantly shorter than how you imagine a wall would be, given that it was crafted by dwarfs who are you know, uh, most generously gifted in height at four feet. Um, the, the tall ones. So they're, they're pretty short. They're little guys. Um, you get to the estate and you see like a greenhouse. You see what looks like a big sort of gothic manor. It looks very gothy. You hear um, like a bell chime in the distance. You hear wolves howling. Um, miles away, you just, um, yeah, it's spooky. Um, the front door appears to be very, um, welcoming. Um, if you have any questions or would like to investigate anything. How large is the door? I.e. could a horse fit through the it? The horse could easily fit through the door. It's a very, I mean, it's a dwarven crafted house and dwarfs care about their craft. And so it's a very elaborate front door for their, um, excuse me, dwarf baron. It's one of those doors that's like really huge, but it has a smaller door like inside the door. Oh, yeah. You know, can, um, can we just like cruise up to that thing and just a wrap on the door? Um. Absolutely. Let's say, Hollis, you just begin walking up to the front door to knock. Yep. Okay, excellent. Um, <coughs> um, can you give us a, some foley? How does Hollis knock? Uh... Okay, so not like a cop, which was what I was expecting. No, he's <laughs> just normal. A polite, a, polite, a polite normal person. <laughs> but I mean, like, relatively hard, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not too hard, hard normal you know, person. You, as, as, yeah. you, as you sort of knock the on the firm. door, you can feel the air around you shift. Almost as if by knocking, you're displacing dust, still dust on the other side of the door. And you can feel the sort of energy through it. But um, it feels like a door. Um, and there's nothing sort of suspicious nothing really happens um you wait for quite a minute for a few seconds and no one answers try the door try in the door the door is unlocked just just open that puppy up and step right in so as you oh as as you sort of turn the doorknob and open it you notice that the locks on the front door have been broken um it looks like that they were sort of initially maybe picked but i mean it's it's busted like the door is one of those things where it's like it's just like an old broken door mechanism. Like it's, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I, um, uh, I think this is suspicious. So, Hollis, you've just walked in. Nathan, yeah, Herbert I've said that one... like to myself because they're not there. <laughs> yeah. So the um and the and the four sheep, the four sheep, Herbert. Sorry, I should say their names. Uh, Quizgly, Stuart, female dot. Sir Nathan and Quentin, do you join Hollis entering the house? 
Yes, I will step in uh, in front of my line of sheep. I okay. let Quentin finish doing his business out front. Excellent. And then we proceed inside. As you are standing next to Quentin, who's doing his business, you sort of take a look at some of the garden near the greenhouse. I assume Quentin's doing it somewhere off in like one of the sort of grassy areas. Yes. And you notice that there are vegetables that look like that they were planted, but uh, many of them look stepped on and ruined in some way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like well, deliberately. I, I go in for a closer look to see what vegetables we're talking about. Uh, mostly gourds. The scary kind of vegetables. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pumpkins. So you're saying that these are squashed squash. I, that is exactly what I'm saying. Hmm. Yes. Herbert is oblivious to the the wordplay, of course. Uh-huh. He just says, Ooh, flat pumpkins. <laughs> I believe your name is Mathan, not Herbert. That's what they called me in high Crap. school. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking at his name. <laughs> Fine. Okay, well. Um, I, Sir Mathan takes a whiff. See how mm-hmm. they smell. I they, guess they smell like nothing. Like they've been decomposing for quite some time. They almost appear petrified. In fact, okay. Um, I guess he takes a mental note of this, and then he leaves the smashing pumpkins behind <laughs> and goes through the door with everyone else. Okay, excellent. Um, so <sighs> you walk in. It's, I could describe the interior of the sort of entryway as steampunk gothic. Um, it's pretty, you know, Victorian. However, there are just like fucking pipes everywhere. Um, it looks like there's some, like there's a lot of debris on the floor. There's just like scattered papers. There's even some leaves that look like they've blown inside. Um, there's like smashed ceramic plates on the ground. There's glass and everything's covered in a somewhat um, like light layer of dust. Um, it From the entryway, you see that there um, are stairs leading up. And then there's also like you could go around the stairs and there's appears to be some rooms um, toward the other side of the stairs. What a shithole. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Herbert, can you please tell Quigley to dismount my horse? Oh, interesting. I've never seen a sheep ride a horse. You sure you want him to stop? <laughs> yes. His throbbing is making me uneasy. <laughs> right. I, I gently lift uh, Quigley off of Quentin and to the dusty ground. Thank you. Oh, what a shithole. as you all comment on the interior decorating um of the uh sort of steampunk gothic interior of the baron's manor um again you sort of feel like your presence is just disturbing something like something's being shifted um in some way you all sort of have this feeling um but now there's some stairs, and there's a hallway leading around the stairs. Party, I will, I will be, I will let you know. Outside in the greenhouse, I saw some very flat pumpkins. So <laughs> I think we are dealing with a supernatural safe, or piano, or ten-ton weight. 
Where, where do you think our best bet is? I mean, I don't think those that horse can go down those stairs, and I have to investigate the... Uh... Horses cannot go downstairs. They can only go upstairs. <laughs> All right, Wait, so we might need I... to head for the other area. For, I examine the staircase to, to determine whether it's going up or down. The staircase I... is going up. Okay. It is. From, it is from going a certain up. point of view. Yeah. <laughs> it is going up. Yes. I don't think we should bring that horse upstairs. Is what I'm saying. Well, horses can go down the upstairs, <laughs> and they can go up the upstairs. What's upstairs? Oh, not much. How are you? <laughs> well, should we? Should we find out what's upstairs? Yeah, sure. Let's head up there. Excellent. So, Quentin, you stay here and keep watch. Who who's sort of leading the group? Who's walking up the stairs first? Uh, me or Herbert, probably. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go because you you came in first okay, through the so door, Her- so I'll go Herbert, upstairs first. You bravely go upstairs. <laughs> um, can you please? Um, let me see. Um, I want you to just roll two d six. Okay, I'm doing so. I rolled an eight. Okay, you rolled an eight. Excellent. So as you as you lead, do the sheep go upstairs? Yes, they are coming with me. Okay, so they're sort of flanking you. As um, you start going up, you know there are pipes leading along the ceiling nearby, and all of a sudden you all hear some sort of movement happen somewhere, and one of the pipes breaks and a hot steam of air shoots out towards you and your sheep. Luckily, your reflexes save you from being scourged by the steaming hot air and you move and you manage to move one of your sheep of your choosing out of the way just in time um, before you or your sheep are scourged um, by this very, very hot jet of air that seemed directed specifically to hit you. Well, thank God I moved female out of the way before either of us was scourged. <laughs> and it's making a very high sound. It's just like, and it slowly dies off. Um, well, we uh, took care of that steam pipe. The house is silent once again. Where do you think that shit's hooked up? Well, I, you know, an experience like that would lead me to believe that we should exercise caution moving forward what do you guys think do you caution or no caution well i mean we didn't really do anything that caused that to happen it just sort of happened that's true maybe we shouldn't worry about it i think it's 50 50 you gotta be we were on our toes anyway it's spooky place or in spooky place yeah i'm not too spooky but i mean it's spooky I have no caution to give because I have this set of heavy armor on me, and I tap on my like royal blue armor that I'm I've been wearing this whole time. Be yeah. like, no damage to me. Nathan, do you want to lead? Do you want to walk first in front of us? Um, I feel like you should be in in front. I guess I am the questing type. Okay, we will move forward for honor of queen and country. Excellent. So Sir Nathan is now leading you all up the staircase. Um, 
you all managed to get to the top, no problem. Paint a picture for us. We have a good image of what Sir Mathan is wearing because of the blue armor that you just described. Um, Herbert, could you describe your outfit for our listeners? Sure, yeah. It's it's pretty standard shepherd uh, attire. I've got a shepherd's hat. Uh, a bonnet? Know, uh, <laughs> no, more like this hat that's on my real head in real life. Um, <laughs> and, a cowboy uh, hat. Yeah, but it's a shepherd's hat in this okay. case. Uh, a shepherd's bolo tie. Um, a shepherd's robe. I I will be honest, I am recycling a lot of my clothes from back when I was a demon stalker because mm-hmm. I don't I don't do traditional employment very often, so I don't have currency to spend yeah. on clothes. So uh it's a lot of black. Because I was wearing okay. all black before. Imagine like a uh a, a traveling imagine a traveling cowboy, except he is a shepherd. The sheep will never see you coming. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And um, Hollis, could you please describe what outfit you're wearing and maybe what your hair looks like? Sure. I mean, he's just kind of a schlubby guy wearing, a, you know, just wearing some khaki slacks, you know, nothing too crazy. And, uh, you know, maybe a nice sweater. Um, <clears throat> How's your belt buckle? There's a, what's that? Belt buckle? Just yeah. just, just normal. I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, how would you describe a normal belt buckle? Normal, Square. right? That's what I'm saying. Right, shaped right. like Texas. <laughs> no, nothing. That's that's too fancy. Uh, but shaped but like Wyoming. Nice, nice sweater, <laughs> yeah. and then an overcoat because he's got an outside the waistband holster. But you know, that's where the luger goes. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> so you can kind of see it, but you know, you got to be looking for it. I have to know what is Hollis's hair. Situation. Oh, just gray. Just gray. Yeah, he's got hair though. That's uh, okay. makes him. Uh, yeah, he's got he the hair. Out. Yeah, as having being old, but have you know like silver fox type. Oh, so is it like slick back? No, but just just natural. But it's just it's all like white and gray. You know, okay. it's all okay. N- nothing too. N- that's that's too much work. We don't want to. Yeah. You know, Beautiful. we're just getting up in the morning, getting moving. Thank you for that aside. Um, as you get to the top steps sir Nathan, you feel the floor sort of creaking under your heavy armor and um as you sort of you see it first when you get to the top okay um and then you all see it the sheep see it um quentin doesn't see it because he's down is quentin a boy uh i don't know that he's ever checked Okay, but yes, um, they they are downstairs and <laughs> they they can't it. see it, but they they may be able to feel it. You see a hole. It's just, I've seen holes hole. before. I've seen it, holes. It's before. just a hole. It's just a yeah. hole in the wall. I've seen a hole in my day. Oh, so this is like reckon. a. It's more like a vertical hole. I've seen horizontal holes back in the this, day. This is a vertical hole in the wall. It's about. Um, the size of a softball. What's that uh, hole doing? Hmm. These sheep seem to be noticing the hole. Hollis, All do you four investigate of them. That seems the suspicious. Hole? Yes, let's. Inv- I I do have investigatory powers. I think. Oh, great. On my on my list. Peter Mathan inspects his spear to see if it's of a similar diameter. Yeah, um, I'm doing the same with my crook. Okay, I want um, maybe everyone to just roll 2d6 and tell me what you roll. Because it seems like you all are trying to investigate this hole. <laughs> Big surprise! <laughs> I just rolled a 12. 
I got a seven, and I don't know if my my score counts as anything. I don't know how to do that. Uh, I got okay. a nine. Okay, so two sixes always count as a failure. Right. That's basically our. Yep. So, um, your spear is is basically way too big to fit in the hole. That's what I'll say for now. <laughs> okay, so I actually you, you try ch- and like jam it in there. Yeah, and it's and... just like chink. And, and it, I, how about like in the process of that, it kind of loses its its edge. That's the, great. I love that. I, I want I want it to uh, like uh, to be a real crit fail. You should be punished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will lose. I'll say just minus one to all my lance dice rolls from now on. Keeping things interesting. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. Um. Okay. Um. As for. Um. Sorry. Who rolled the nine? Was that Hollis? No, I rolled a seven. Okay. I rolled a nine. Okay. You try to fit your crook. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, I was going to see if that would go in the hole. It can't go in the hole. Okay. It's got it's, the top is like curved over, it's you just know? Too, so it's... Yeah. For, I, for some reason, you don't think to like stick the bottom of the pole in. You just keep yeah. trying to stick like the J curve in, yeah. <laughs> which is obviously too large. So you just kind of like poke at the wall around like the lip of the hole. Yeah, um, what can be done with this hole? Hollis, you you are the one. Does Hollis wear glasses? No, he's normally visioned. Excellent. So you normally vision the hole. Um, yeah, just take a look, see mm-hmm. what's the construction of this wall, and, et cetera. Yeah. So the hole seems to. Um, you really can't identify anything about it. You uh, let me ask. Uh, plaster uh-huh. and lathe. We got a drywall situation. It is a hole. Right, but around it's, the hole, you it's, know. It's uh, like wood paneling and wallpaper. Okay. So it's like, it's like wood, natural wood trim, but it's like a dark wood, like an oak. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like a lavender, dark lavender, like um, wallpaper. And it's just a hole in the middle. There's just a hole in the middle the size of a softball. There's no indication on what's on the other side of the hole it's just a hole and the hole then is is an area where all of those materials you mentioned are are not right it's a it's a lack of those things okay it's a lack of those things yeah like someone drew a circle with a marker and it just like photoshop like cut that layer out of the world what if i you know opened my at lunch your bad lunch your bad lunch yeah and put some some of that granola in there. Okay, so are you just gonna like push it in? Yeah, just you know sprinkle it in. See what's okay. gonna. Let's let's. I'm trying to you know help okay. the the okay. messiness situation by adding. Sure. More. So describe to me how you're pushing a granola into a hole. Well, have you ever seen a hole? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the hole expert here. Right. So what <laughs> is one thing fucking clear. So so it, it's like a. It's like this, and then uh-huh. okay. it goes but into what, the hole. What I want to know is how are you pushing the granola in? Are you using oh, just a, kind of like tossing it? You like know, when you're, just like, oh, you're just kind of like like just just you know. Okay, so you do it. The granola bar disappears. Cool. This is a, we should check out the other side of this hole. It's probably. a disappearing hole. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After um, a few mm. moments, don't feed the hole. After a few moments, um, you start to like hear a little rumbling from the hole, um, and the granola is shot back out. 
Cool. Granola um, rejected. You, Reflects her spell. You um don't see anything physically different with the granola. But we should oh. maybe ch- check out the other side of the hole. We haven't checked anywhere else around here. What the hell's going on? We've been pretty fascinated with this hole, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there anything on, on the other side? Like, is there is this like a connection to a wall that we could like get it? To, you know, is there like a room on the other side? Yeah. So there's a there's um, two doors on either side of the um, of the hole. So the, the it's like a wall. It's like a T. Sort of once mm-hmm. you get to the top of the staircase. And there's the T stops abruptly, and there's a door, and then there's kind of a hallway that goes around, and there's another door sort of right over there. Um, you you all have eyes. You seem to think that if you were to go, if there was another side of this hole, it would be in the room to like perhaps in the room on the other side of the door to your left. You want to try that door? Yeah. All right, let's try. This that reminds door. me, I need to go feed Quentin. <laughs> You're supposed to I, go first. I, you got the armor. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll be right back. Should you choose to go in the door or not? Uh, and I I turn around and make for the the stairs with the baggie with the granola in my hand. All right, Herbert, we're gonna have to do a tactical formation on this door. Stack up. <laughs> okay, so real quick, crook is ready. <laughs> okay, so you two are you you have your gun and crook. You two are ready to bust into yeah. that into that mm-hmm. room. Sir Nathan, are you just walking down the stairs? Did you take the granola that was shot out of the hole, or is this your granola? No, my own granola. Okay, and you're going to go feed... He doesn't want to eat that stuff. You're going to go gross. feed that to Quentin. Mm-hmm. Whole okay. granola. Okay, that's great. So you um, you you go down the stairs then. So um, let's stick... You all have separated. I'm going to stick with um, Hollis and Herbert for a second, um, which would be a beautiful name for a fictional... Um, queer couple um <laughs> so um you're at this door what do you do check the door you check the door yeah like look at the doorknob it's unlocked oh, open that puppy up okay you open that which button. way does it open open inward outward it, it opens inward so it opens away okay. from you you just you just toss the door open okay you toss the door open and you see um you, the first impression that you have is rugs um it is a room full of rugs. There's rugs lining the walls. There's tapestries on the ceilings. Um, they're just beautiful oriental rugs. There's a bird cage um, that stands empty in a corner of the room. And um, as you walk in, the room is, you know, it's like a rectangle. At the farthest end of the room, there's a painting of uh, a sort of well-dressed, it's like an oil painting, a very well-dressed dwarf. Is this like a shithole as well, or is this a relatively clean area? It looks fairly clean, but as soon as you step on the carpet, you can feel like kind of like there's shit in this in the rugs. Mm, like cool. shit, shit. Like no, like there's just okay. like the dirt and grime. Like the rugs haven't been beaten in a long time. They well, I've got maintained. I've got this crook here. I beat one of the rugs. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, roll a dust check. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I don't know. None of you have allergies, right? No, but I'm old. Why are you trying to? You trying to kill me over here? What the hell are you doing? 
Sorry, it was instincts. I was like really hyped up to hit something with the crook when we were we checking the door. We gotta look at the back side so. of the wall. <laughs> this is the rug room. We gotta look at behind. Where's this hole? Are the rugs uh, hanging from the wall, like yes. blocking? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're maybe we should start taking the these. Yeah, take these rugs off the wall. I guess. Okay, so you start ripping the rugs off the wall, um, and as you get to where you imagine the other side of the hole will be, you rip down the rug. Dust fills the room, and behind the rug you see nothing. Mm, it's an interesting hole. Uh, can it's we look just at the bare wall? Oh, there's no hole at all. Okay. There's no hole on the other side of the wall. Can I look at the back side of the rug, like the side that was up against the wall? Yes. Just inspect that. Yeah. Let's say that you investigate that. You see um, nothing. Um, while you're doing this, Herbert Hollis, could you roll two d six? I got a six and a two. Okay, so that's an eight. Okay. As far as I know, that's an eight. Okay, excellent. Um, Hollis, you notice sort of as the dust sort of clears in the space, um, you notice that the eyes inside the painting are staring at you. Herbert, you might want to take a look at this painting with me. Um, The eyes seem to be moving, uh, watching our every movement. I turn my head to look at the painting. The painting, um, the dwarf in the painting is staring directly into your eyes now. I stare for several seconds at the dwarf's eyes. It hey, doesn't, dwarfy, it doesn't calm blink. down. Well, I didn't expect the painting to blink, so that's that's good. The painting blinks. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the painting's eyes are clearly, like, darting back and forth between you two. Can I walk up to this painting and just, you know, like, peek behind it? Yes. Any, anything going on back there, you know? Like, uh, like, no. Like another hole, perhaps? There's not another hole. Can I just, like, take it's this painting down? Hole. It's a one-hole situation. Okay. Uh... <laughs> What if I just take this painting and just like turn it around and put it face against the wall? Okay. That's what you do. Nothing happens. Thank God. Uh, Nothing was judging me. (laughs) Can I address the painting now that we have turned it around so it can't see us? Dress it? No, address. Like, speak to it. Yeah, sure. Say what you would like to say. Uh, Are you... Alive in some way, painting. Your eyes move like a living creature's would. Um, you stand there for some time. Um, roll luck. Okay. This is optional. You don't have to do this, by the way. All oh, luck rolls I, are I'll, optional. I'll do it as well. If if you would if you would like to ask the painting a question as well, you may. But uh, I, would, now, I, I was just asking what the hell is going on. Uh, I got a I got a six and my luck is a ten apparently. Okay, great, Herbert. What did you get? I rolled a six. My luck is seven. Perfect. So um, each of you reduce your luck by one. Um, you successfully rolled luck. Um, Herbert, your voice sort of cuts through the air again. Um, Quick hard cut to Sir Nathan. Um, how does how is Quentin enjoying his granola? Uh, yeah, so I walk down the stairs <laughs> and I I get the 
the baggie out and take the granola bar and I kind of start to to feed Quentin and I kind of say, this house is giving me the creeps. There's a freaky hole up there that spit out granola like this. I can't imagine what would happen if I were to put, say, a sandwich in there or a banana. <laughs> you have a banana? <laughs> Shit, no. I thought we just had this granola. All right. This is no. in theory. This is I'm just, theory. I'm maybe referencing something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, then I, and then I kind of, as I'm feeding Quentin, I, I, I look around the, the main floor and I say, this place is, is dank and gives me the creeps. It's much like the 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 dungeons in the basement of, of Finkenauer Abbey. Um, excellent. <laughs> wow. So we, we, we cut back to the painting we, after that beautiful scene between Nathan and Quentin. Um, Herbert, you ask your question. Um, re- please repeat your question. Yes, my question for the painting is, are you alive in some way? Your eyes move much like a living creature's would. And um, as if carved into someone's skin with a razor, slowly the letters Y-E-S appears in the back of the painting. And with the knowledge that the painting is a living creature whose eyes move much like a living creature's would, we conclude part one of the mystery of the haunted house. Will Hollis ask the painting a question? Who smashed the gourds? Will the adventurers defeat the evil presence in the Baron's Manor? And most importantly, what's up with that hole? Find out the answers to these questions, maybe, and more in part two of Rocktober Hardloween Carcass 3, The Mystery of the Haunted House. we last left our adventurers in the Baron's Manor, they had just discovered that the painting, whose eyes moved much like a living creature's would, was in fact a living creature. Well, Hollis and Herbert did. Sir Nathaniel was busy feeding his horse. We now present part two of Rocktober Hardloween Carcass 3, The Mystery of the Haunted House. Hollis, what was your question? Why are you judging me? <laughs> After some time, <laughs> the, you see, as if scrawled into someone's skin with a razor, the letters Y E S. Is this like a like a Ouija board that can only do yes or no? One of those situations. Are you I asking the painting? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> asking that to the painting. Um, uh, what, let's see if we can get it to say no to something. Um, uh, are are you? <laughs> is this house normal? 
That's my question to the painting. After some time, Y E S. Okay, so I'm thinking Ooh. now that the painting can only say yes. <laughs> well, let me ask you: Are you too spooky? Are you asking the painting if it's spooky? <laughs> is that for too me or the spooky. painting? <laughs> okay. No, that's the painting. If is it's the, too spooky. If the, the if, house if he is... feels like he's spooky enough. Oh, like, does the painting have some, um, like, issues with their confidence? Are you asking, do they think that they're scary yeah. enough to be a painting? <laughs> See, and you've revealed, this is a house, or is this the just the painting now? After some time, Y E S scrawled into the back of the painting. I thought of a, a good follow up. Uh, are, are these like different yeses every time? So now it has like four yeses on it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So my question now for the painting is painting, are, do you have the ability to speak out loud or only through this uh, creepy writing? Answer the first part. The yes or no part. After some time. N O. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we Herbert, we might want to consider getting Sir Nathan uh up here. Um you know, he might have a good question for this damn painting. I shout down the stairs, Nathan, do you want to ask a painting a question? Do I hear? Yeah, you hear. Um, so at this point, I've fed her, uh, Quentin, my my entire, uh, like, everything but the egg salad sandwich, because everything else, like, looks gross to him. Uh, especially the charcuterie board. Um, I say, uh, a, a game of wits? Huzzah! And I, I run up the stairs, okay. leaving the, the empty baggy on the floor for Quentin to, like, look at. Okay, excellent. So, once again, like, the stairs creep as your heavy armor, you know, you bumble up the stairs. I imagine you're a bumbler. Yeah, um, a very much bumbler. You're bumbling up the stairs, and you um, are, once again, encountered by the hole. Um, mm-hmm. And you go around and, and sort of follow the voice, and you see the room full of rugs. You see rugs on the floor, a bare section of wall where maybe the other side of the hole should be. And then you see um, a painting turned around so that the face of the painting is facing the wall, and your two compatriots. Um, there are four yeses scrawled into the back of the painting as if cut with a razor blade into skin. There's also four yeah. sheep. There's also four sheep. <laughs> What are the There's a no doing? as well, right? There's one no. Yes, thank you. Can I, like, uh, when he gets up here, we just, like, take a look, see at the front, see if there's anything changed up there, you know? Um, yeah, you pull back the painting, and the dwarf is just, like, staring at you, like... <laughs> put that back down. I know, that's creeping me out. Okay. So then Sir, Sir Mathan says, A question, you say? Hmm. Painting? Do you have any quests? Oh. <laughs> they slowly, in the back of the painting, appear the letters Y oh. E. <laughs> All right, now how do we get a quest for through only yeses and noes? <laughs> can 
Uh, Nathan, do you want to peer into its eyes and see if you can get anything? Did you say? Did you say Nathan? (laughs) Yeah, your name. No, I I am. I am Sir Nathaniel Hornwillow. My lessers call me Sir Nathan. 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 Horn. Mister Marshmallow. Nathan. M is in marshmallow. Nathan right, is in. N is in marshmallow. Right, so right, Na- I'm with you. Nope. Yeah, Nathan Marshmallow. <laughs> marshmallow. No. Sir Nathaniel Hornwillow of the Fickenauer Royal Knights Guild. That's when I just pick up the painting and just point it at Mr. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf is, is just staring at you. Um, Herbert, you notice the eyes appear larger. That might ask more bigger. questions. So, so far we've just been asking questions and the eyes have grown a bit. Uh, can, can I tell how much they've grown? Um, no, they haven't literally grown. They just appear to have a larger presence. They just feel bigger to you, but it's uncanny. They feel bigger. You feel them weighing on you like someone's watching you. I don't know. Like Colin Oates said. Is anyone, uh, is there any, you know, signed on this painting? Like who drew the artist? Mm. Uh, any information? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. date of birth, etc. That's a great question. Um, you see, uh, like, why don't you roll 2d6? I've also got investigate as my skill. Did Hollis ever take any art history classes while <laughs> enrolled in community well, college? Well, he's, he's. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say yes. He did. Okay. I, and I got an eight, and I got I don't know. Uh, my total skill is eight, I guess. Okay. Excellent. So I believe you want to roll. You want to hit equal to or less than. So that's perfect. Um. Yes, yeah, that's what you want to do. It's equal to your left side. So excellent. You do see, um, like written, you don't know how you missed it before, written in the corner in oil painting and in delicate cursive, you see um, the word grandpa. And then it has Folks, a year. It says it has, grandpa. <laughs> it has a year. Thank you. Indica- I can't read. <laughs> it has a year indicating like five years ago or something. I can't read until he tells how to spell his name. <laughs> we have a rich oral tradition in our kingdom. That's what I am. Excellent. Hollis, do you have any? Do you have any grandchildren? It's hard to say, really. Oh, I a hear coxman, that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I've done some secret shopping in my day. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That, so that wasn't the first hole you've examined? <laughs> I've examined plenty of holes in my day. It's the first one that spit any granola back at me. Uh, Herbert is feeling the weight of those eyes and steps out of the room to go check the other door. Okay, excellent. Um, so you step out of the room, leaving the painting, and um, on... Uh, you know, you walk past the hole, the hole is sort of radiating this warm 
energy almost at this point as you walk past it. Um, and you come to the other door that's upstairs and it is, it, um, do you try to open it? Yes, I would like to check, uh, see if the door is locked in any way and try to open it. It appears to be locked. Uh, well, I don't think I have the skills to take care of a locked door, so I tap on the door with my crook uh, to see if anyone maybe answers the door. Okay. I'm gonna roll. (laughs) Why don't you roll against me? Roll 2d6. I will do that. I got a 4. Okay. Well, um... I got an 11, so you, nothing happens. Okay, so I'm still holding the painting. Um, yeah, just I'm gonna, at Sir Nathan. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna just just follow Herbert, but keep the painting in hand. Just, just you know, we may need to ask it some questions, so kind of put it under my, kind of put it on the crook of my arm. Okay, I'm, so that, I'm trying not to visibly show that I'm afraid of the painting, but also I really got to get that quest. Yeah. So I ask it again. <laughs> Can you tell me your quest? And we're like walking out of the room into the more the common area where yeah. the stairs are and the hole is because I was going to ask questions of the painting of about the hole. <laughs> Excellent. So as you step out into the hallway um, and Sir Nathan, you ask about the quest, an N-O appears on the back of the painting, indicating that the painting cannot tell you its quest. Hmm. Um, so I'm afraid you're going to have to be edged for the rest of your life. Um <laughs> That it has a quest. quest. You will never know. It cannot communicate it to you. Um, I'm a completionist knight. um, 99%. You you see um, Herbert knocking on the door with uh, his crook. Hey, Herbert, what you doing over there? Uh, Well, I don't know how to deal with a locked door, so I'm just going to try to... I've been trying to see if anyone's inside on the other side of this door could maybe open it for me. Uh, can I just walk up and shoot the doorknob? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Boom. let's hold on. Let's, uh, yeah, I know. I got to roll. roll. Two, yeah, roll 2d6 yeah. against door. I'm going to roll 2d6 for the door. I got seven. You got seven? Okay. Five and a two. So you take out, um, your Luger and you aim it at the, um, door mechanism at the door mechanism and you fire and the bolt ricochets um narrowly avoiding hitting sir mathan um and goes into some of the wood ceiling um this is impeccable i've still got the i've still got the thing under my arm too a second hole yeah (laughs) there's one our ears are ringing i i uh let me let me excuse me guys let me let me just try that again like herbert's right in front of it i'm just like leaning past it yeah this is impeccable dwarven craftsmanship by the way you're gonna try to shoot the door mechanism again well that's the 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 boys are supposed to stop me i've taken Uh, hearing damage (laughs) we all have status Uh, ailment tinnitus is anyone gonna try to stop hollis from shooting the door again I I guess I suggest I can I can bash it with my shield if you prefer. All right, all right. I take my crook and gently push Hollis's arm down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sir Nathan, bring it on. Try your best against this door. Okay. 
Give me 2d6. 11. Describe oh. how you open this door with your shield. Um, I examine the spiracalness of the shield. <laughs> and then I kind of lightly tap it against it so I can feel the wood because I'm a professional here. And then I just... I do that. I just kind of just one hand bash it. Like yeah. like the bride in the grave in Kill Bill. Excellent. <laughs> and the door just slides open. Um, you see, Sir Nathan, a room um, full of dead exotic plants. Um, these are just like interior plants. The room is pretty full of them. There seems to be vials of incense and um, peppermints and... <laughs> And um, in the in near the room, there's like chests that appear to be um, like well looted. There's it seems Damn. like there's nothing in the chests, um, but in the middle of the room, there's a, a beautiful, well crafted um, silver platter on which there ple- there appears to be um, a pile of pinkish wafers. Is it the same millennial pink of the? room we were in earlier in this campaign? No, there are other kinds of pinks. It's a different <laughs> pink than millennial pink. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a quick question for Hollis and Mathan. Um, what, what is our goal with this house? What, do we, what were we tasked with here? I don't really remember. <laughs> I just was told to go here. By we must our... drive the evil from this wretched place. Okay. Okay. For valor. Oh, well, and and I'm kind of motioning at the 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 <laughs> painting that I'm holding. I'm like, this thing seems pretty evil. It does. Yeah. We um, could ask it, but how could you trust it? We could also yeah. ask it that. Oh, uh, wait. There's uh, there's like a a trick with this uh p- painting. Are, are you, you, you ask uh, if it's lying, and then if its nose <laughs> grows, then it's a paradox. <laughs> Please tell me the trick with the painting. Uh, you, I asked the painting. It, oh shit! It only works if there's two paintings, I think, and one can lie and one can tell the truth. <laughs> so never mind. We could, we could slice the painting in half, and then there'd be I'm, two paintings. I'm not opposed to that. We could put the painting in the hole. We could as, remove it from the frame and then suggest, roll it all. As you, yeah. su- as you suggest this, you see the wor- the letters scri- scribbled on the back of the painting. In oh, <laughs> I said let's uh, not be too hasty. It does have a quest. <laughs> uh, I pick up one of the pink wafers and smell it. Um, uh, it it smells pretty odorless. Um, but as you approach and you sort of sniff the wafer and you approach the tray, um, you start noticing that that there are these other sort of vials that you didn't notice at first glance. Um, so over by the incense, there's some pretty unfamiliar, like sort of con- small containers, I'll say. Well, uh, let's inspect these containers. Okay. Um, can you just roll 2d6, please? Yes, I rolled a seven. And what's your skill? My skill is four. Okay, your skill should be a minimum of six, I'm going to say. Well, that, yeah, I wonder what happened. Uh, I'll make it a six. It's okay. <laughs> I, that's my rule, because if it's lower than six, then that's like, 
only a 30% chance that you'll get to do anything. And that's boring. Mm. So, and I'm the dungeon mistress. Okay, so um, you can't identify any of the materials that you see, although you do see that there's um, a vial with um, green liquid. It appears to be in, like, an eyedropper. Um, there's also uh, sort of a um, can full of a um, bluish-black liquid. So you've found these sort of strange, um, unfamiliar um would appear to be maybe food or spices of some sort um, in this in this room. You have the wafers, the green liquid, and the eyedropper, and the uh, bluish-black liquid. One thing uh, stuck out to me there, there's an eyedropper, and that painting has eyes. Yes. So, Hollis, if, if you're agreeable to this, since you are uh, holding the painting right now, I would like to try dropping some eyedrops into this painting's eyes. Okay. That seems extreme. I like your attitude. <laughs> try. If anything, we'll be torturing this poor painting into talking. I feel like it's holding out on us. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so you um, you do the eyedropper into the painting. Mm-hmm. You see the letters appear on the back of the painting suddenly. Y E S S S S S S. S, S, and while the S's are still appearing, you notice that the white paint in the eye begins to become a pale yellow, um, and the sort of color in the irises begins to go gray. What if we put hmm. some of this eye drop in the sheep's eyes? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would... I would prefer not to do any experiments on my sheep, but... Uh, all right, all right, all right, whatever. Y- you do have a gun, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's holstered. Calm down. The Nazi I took it from the world WW2 didn't have any complaints. Um, <laughs> as, as you all have, have messed with this painting, and that, that begins to happen, um, you all hear... Um, Quentin Ney on the first floor and you hear the sound of glass breaking and feet running. Oh, I... Um, <laughs> Quentin, no! <laughs> and uh, I guess once again looking for an excuse to get away from the room. Um... <laughs> I, I, I shout, somebody write down or somebody write down the quest and I, I, I exit to go towards Quentin. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I was gonna sneak one of these these little candies into my into my under my sack uh, next to my uh, Werther's original and Andy's mints and, uh, and so you then, grabbed one of the sorry did you grab one of the wafers yeah or the wafer can of the bluish the, black liquid wafer uh okay. just just you know just for safekeeping and then I'm following Sir Sir Nathan down the road here to see okay. what the hell's going on. There's a lot of wafers. Did you just want to take one or? Yeah, I just grabbed one. I'm okay. assuming that they're special. I'll Maybe. take all the vials and all the rest of the wafers and just toss them in my sack. Okay, great. You take the eyedropper and you take the um, sort of mason jar full of uh, bluish black liquid. And you said you take the rest of the wafers. 
Yeah, I'll take those with us. Great. Okay, so the three of you are running down the steps, is that right? Yes. Right on. Okay. You see Quentin generally where Quentin was, seemingly unscathed, but looks terrified and is sort of like backed up against the front door and is staring um, down the hallway. I said, Quentin, easy boy. And I start stroking his mane, going a little bit farther down the back every time, eventually ending up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's <is> this going? <laughs> to the hole. To the hole. <laughs> Just how you like it. Okay, excellent. Does, does Quentin so, calm down? Um, no, Quentin looks terrified. Uh, Nathan, does Quentin enjoy pink wafers? To your knowledge, I can't say that he's ever had that before. Well, you try is, giving him one? You can try pink, one of these. Pink meat. Do you offer... <laughs> it's it's um, a carnivorous do, horse, do you I offer, guess. Do you offer the horse a pink wafer? Yes, I do. Okay. Quentin licks it up. And you can see um, Quentin's, like, irises, like, grow a little bit. And um, Quentin immediately feels, like, strong and overcomes their fear. Um, and like, you can see, like, you're, are you still stroking Quentin, Sir Nathan? Oh yeah. Under the tail. You could feel like Quentin's muscles. Like Popeye. Like Popeye. Like Popeye's fucking spinach. My, what large veins you have. Yeah. Quentin is just staring at the bag that you pulled the pink wafer from. Seems dangerous to be given a horse unknown <laughs> <laughs> unknown material. Again, I'm for it. Maybe we should all try if it gets him all jacked up. I'll but... get stuck in my armor if I do that. <laughs> uh, well, Hollis, are you in? You want to try a wafer? I'll try one if you do. Well, hold on. Before we get too nuts, <laughs> what the hell's going on down this hallway? Everyone's so spooked about it. He said two nuts. <laughs> All right, we can go check out the hallway before. If I if, mean, we can always take them if we need them. Right. If there's it an seems emergency, like it had pretty instantaneous results. Right. If there's yeah. an emergency at the end of the hallway, we can pop away for real quick and see if it'll help us through the the problem. Get jacked like this horse. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um. So the three of you walk down the hallway slowly. You see the broken glass on the floor near where Quentin was. You come down the hallway. It curves around the back of the steps leading into a large oval room. Um, the oval room is full of books. It's full. There's a desk. Um... There's bookshelves, there's a beautiful sculpture in the corner of a dragon, and sort of um, looking opposite of the desk, there is a large pressure plate. My first instinct is to see if I can lift the dragon sculpture. Um, You cannot. It's extremely heavy and very well crafted, might I add. This looks like it may have been crafted by a dwarf. You are correct. <laughs> like everything else in this house, it's extremely well crafted. I I still have the painting that we put the yeah. eye drops in. Yeah. Is there anything going on with the with the painting yet? It's just like it's just tripping its balls off. The painting is um you 
try to look into the painting's eyes. The painting is blind. Oh, well, look, we did it. We did it this time, guys. (laughs) That solves that problem. (laughs) (laughs) But he did say yes, so it might be bliss. It's still writing asses. Oh, it's glad that we may have broken it. Yeah, it's it's appreciative that it lost its ability to see. It's is what it seems like. Yeah, I like that. I like where your head's at. Very positive thinker. Well, the wafers seem to make uh, Quentin stronger, and I'm having trouble lifting the sculpture. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a wafer and eat it. Excellent. Yeah. So you take a wafer, and your body's immediately overcome with a sensation of strength and power. Roll a one d six. I rolled a three. Okay. You, as sort of your strength and power, you do feel like you're capable of lifting the dragon sculpture quite easily, as if your infant child is being crushed underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what do you do with the sculpture? Uh, All right, I'm going to look to Nathan and Hollis, sorry, Nathan and Hollis for For, approval. Yeah. and my voice is lower now because I'm, like, extra strong. Guys, can I put this sculpture on this pressure plate? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, you're on drugs now, and you're, you're lifting things. You're like, can I have that? I, I, read, I, I rode Quentin into the room, and I'm just on. I'm, I'm writing him now. Um, yes. Is that allowed? Okay. Yeah, I will say Quentin is nudging at Herbert's backpack. <laughs> or your pack that has the rest of the wafers yeah. in it. And Quentin, Quentin we, looked, gotta, we gotta save Quentin these wafers, brother. pissed <laughs> when you took one out and ate it. <laughs> okay, so you're doing it now, so you're right? Doing it? Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay, excellent. So you place the um, pressure plate or you place you place the sculpture on the pressure plate, and as you do, you see that two of the um, sort of bookshelves sort of move, swing around, revealing a um, stairs going down. Um, ah, the horse's like, weakness. Sort of like a, a, <laughs> just like a film sort of smell comes out of the room. Is, is there enough room for Quentin to? Go down the stairs if he could. Yes. <laughs> okay. He, he is could. super strong now, so maybe yeah, we could see if the wafer gave him the ability to go downstairs. Um, I'm gonna say it did. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So let's let's uh, clearly we need to probably head downstairs, guys. It seems like uh, I mean somebody like broke in, so I'm not sure. Maybe they're like behind us or something. There's broken glass back there. Pure yeah. evil lurks within. I'm sick of this main floor. Are the sheep coming also? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so um, as you start walking down the steps, Herbert, you begin to feel very hungry. I'm very hungry. <laughs> you do have- That's when I, I hand him the rest of my shitty lunch. <laughs> okay. Here you so, go. So I assume you, you're just you mountain you while you're going down these steps. Yeah, I'm eating so Hollis's lunch. There's the and, I, and I give him one Andy's mint. 
<laughs> that's so nice of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear the clip clop of all the um, bovine critters coming down the steps, and I assume all of you have normal human feet. Um, so also the sound of normal human feet going down the steps. Um, I was wearing shepherd's boots, by the way. Okay, beautiful. I have armorous boots, so it's very loud. It's very loud. Yes. Low so version of the deal. The steps are not made of wood. First of all, they're made out of stone. It seems like this is carved. Um, there's some elaborate sort of Art Deco style carvings into the wood, or sorry, excuse me, into the stone, but it is very stone. And they seem to go down several floors um, when you get to just sort of an opening. There's no door. There's no indication that you've reached the end of the stairs. It's just over. And you see that there's a light. You can see clearly um, sort of a large workspace. Um Ah, a gladiatorial arena. With one way simple of, weapons. One way of putting it. Um, <laughs> the first thing that you notice is the smell. You smell motor oil. You smell varnish. You smell, um, I don't know, whatever oil painters use to make their silly little paintings. Um, the next thing you see is the pile of dead dwarfs at the center of the room. Oh no! I'm gonna guess it smells like differential food. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Our gladiator champion yeah. is still at large. As um, you sort of t- start taking in the pile of dead dwarfs, there's maybe six or seven dead dwarfs. Um, as you sort of survey their mangled limbs, you notice something peculiar about them. Their limbs look unfinished. And you hear the pressure plate pop up and the doors behind you at the top of the stairs slam shut. Is there any light source? There's a light source in the room that you're in. Like a torch? Or like just lights. Like... like lamps. Like mid-century modern <laughs> <laughs> lamps like nice well-crafted lamps you all can see that's that's what where we get at you're, you're okay. not blinded you can see this pile of dwarfs you see um that there's various like schematics blueprints um just basically a whole mechanics and like uh sculpture shop down in here there's a lathe if you know what that is. Can we investigate? Is there, is there any hallways, doors, rooms, no, no. etc. connected to this? No, it appears to be a okay. hidden workshop. And as the three of you sort of are, are taking this all in, you begin to hear heavy footprints coming down the steps. Can oh. I gently place my painting down? Yes. And just lean it up against the wall. He's he's yeah. he's doing good. And then Completely unholster blind. my pistol. Yeah, unholster my pistol and and go, guys, what what who's up there? My crook What are the is, animals doing? My crook is ready. Are the animals spooked <laughs> or not? Um roll to see if your animals are spooked. Sir Nathan, roll for Quentin. Okay. Two D six. Two D six, please. Go ahead. I rolled an eight. You rolled an eight. What's your skill? Uh, five, but you said Six. to make it better. Six, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Quentin is uh, very scared and is backed into the corner of the room, and all of his strength, apparently, from the wafer is gone. Crap. 
Um, I, I try and, and rein him in because I want to joust. So I, I, I ready my lance and yeah. then the reins in my other hand. Great. Um, Herbert, what did you roll? I rolled a, you rolled four. a four. Yeah. You're so good at sheep. You rolled sheep and you rolled good. So your sheep stand brave. How, where, how, do you, how are your sheep handling the situation? All right. So I have my crook at the ready. As I said, I don't like violence, but I am trained in crook fighting. And my sheep are forming a, a V on either side of me. <laughs> We are in a V formation. Beautiful. Red five standing by. <laughs> um, as the as the footsteps get closer, you begin to hear what sounds like a voice getting louder, singing. Papa is the one for me. He created my witch heart. First they came, killed my kin. Now it's time for love to start. Um, the steps get even closer, and you see coming down the steps is an extremely horrific sight. It is what you all immediately recognize to be a drop, an unfinished dwarf. Oh. The wood has not been varnished. The brass inlays, not patinaed, um, not um, anodized in any way. The face of this rock is still a soft, wet clay um, that as you see the rock speaking and singing, the clay moves and he has to move his facial features back into place as the nose slides down, as the eyebrows sort of slink off and almost cover the eyes. And the drock is pointing a gun at you. Oh. I'm already I, pointing a gun at him as well. I, so. I start to say, do you have any do you have any but I'm, I'm scared <laughs> trying to wrangle Quentin and I can't finish the question that I'm obviously going to ask. So I am going to, now we're going to do our ra- our combat. Um, how that works is this is an in- a tense moment. Um, I have all your names in a bowl and I'm going to draw a piece of paper and it's going to determine um, who gets to go when and when sort of a round ends, if that makes sense. Um, okay. So here we go. I'm not looking. As you can see, I'm looking into my webcam. <laughs> um, Hollis, what do you do? Oh, I uh, wait. Well, we're fighting already. You can do whatever you want. Combat okay. has begun, but you can decide what you do in this moment. Can 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 I ask? Each, uh, each round is about a couple seconds. So, okay. what do you do in like a few seconds? I just ask, what? Who, who are you? <laughs> As I have my gun pointed at him, of course. Okay. Um, the I'll I'll say the dwarf responds, and the dwarf, uh, the drock says, "I'm Grandpa." <gasps> the painting. Um. You he like the dwarf is obviously not paying attention and goes um says further. Papa loved us. He called me beautiful once. Um, I'm like, is that? Are you the same grandpa that uh, you know did this painting as a motion to this blind painting? 
Papa gave us our talents. Um, Sir Nathan, what okay, do you well, do in this moment? Sir Nathan doesn't recognize the anachronism that is a gun, despite seeing Hollis <laughs> with it this entire time, and just kind of says, steady thy hand, and takes the lance, pu- puts it forward, and gets ready to do a joust right into the drock. Okay, can you roll skill, roll lance skill, minus one, because your lance was damaged by the hole. Correct. (laughs) I rolled ten against a skill of eight, or a total of eight, rather, so I guess I miss. Yeah, so you try to spur Quentin toward um, the drop, and you begin to move forward, and then Quentin kind of veers off towards Herbert's backpack. (laughs) Um, so you can't even get toward the room. Um, Herbert, where's your backpack? Or towards the drock? Where's your backpack, Herbert? Well, it's on my back. Okay, so the horse just kind of like ran and then turned around and is now like nudging into Herbert's backpack. Um, Quentin, Quentin, no! <laughs> I, I lift up my lance so as to not stab Herbert in the chest. Um, Sir Nathan, you have another action. <laughs> In this moment, um, I guess I, <laughs> I, I muster the strength to ask, "Do you have any quests?" <laughs> As my action, and the drop response, "You can never escape. You'll join my pile." The dwarfs came and killed us all, so they thought. Okay, that's immediately when I pull the trigger. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, it is your action. So, Hollis, um, roll gun. Six. Against your skill of six? Six. Okay, beautiful. Okay, let's see. How do we roll gun? There we go. Okay, so roll a 1d6, and I'll determine damage. Three. Three. Excellent. Um, okay. Where do you shoot at the dwarf? Center mass, just right in the <laughs> right in the gut. So you manage right to the chest. shoot. You manage to shoot, and it goes straight through the dwarf. Um, and the dwarf can feel the impact of that shot. Like you can see, it got pushed back a little bit, but it's undeterred. Um, okay, Herbert. This was all happening very fast. Uh, I had noticed that the drock was singing as it was descending the stairs, and as I'm not a super violent person anymore, I started to take my lute out, hoping to make some kind of musical connection with the drock. So I guess uh, I'm playing a chord (laughs) as the shot is fired. (laughs) Well, he was threatening to kill us, so... yeah. Um, okay, so first roll, roll flute. Loot. Loot. Roll loot. L-U-T-E? L-U-T-E, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's two, 2d6? Yes, and you have to okay. roll below your loot skill. All right. Or just skill if you don't have a loot skill. Yeah, I'm going to say my lonely tunes skill is my yes. loot skill, yeah. That's perfect. All right, so I rolled a 10 against my 8. Be flat. So, so, yeah, play. please play your loot badly. Uh. 
the, the shot drop. was fired and it threw me off. Yeah, the drop just like completely ignores the <laughs> loot, I'm afraid. Um, Sir Mathan, you have the next action. Um, let's see. Well, so first of all, does Quentin get into the wafers? Let's find out. Let's role play that. Um, Herbert okay. and Sir Mathan, you'll be rolling for Quentin. Each of you throw 2d6 and tell me what number you rolled. Seven. I rolled a 12. Okay. Um, so that's two sixes, which is an automatic failure. Yeah. So I'm going to say Quentin ripped your bag apart and everything <laughs> flew out. And there are wafers everywhere. The black jar smashed on the ground. And now that black ooze is just on the ground. Um, the eyedropper is fine. Um, and Quentin eats like three wafers and is just like fucking shredded um yeah quentin is like supercharged right now we're gonna call that as your action sir mathan yeah um grandpa has taken his gun and aimed it at hollis um hollis roll 2d6 please we're gonna roll against each other nine nine the uh, sort of you shot the dwarf and the dwarf shot back and, and just completely missed it. It veered off into the corner of the room and just dis- it's disintegrated into the wall. You notice at that moment that the dwarf is holding a very strange weapon. It's it is a, clearly a gun, but it's also not a gun. First of all, it's excellently crafted. Um, just can't, you know, just this gun looks like it could shoot through schools, you know. Uh, (laughs) but uh it it shoots kind of like a green laser bolt out and it just sort of disappears um as it misses you what's what's our distances um i'm gonna say that you're about 10 feet away okay and 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 is he no longer on the stairs or still coming down the stairs he's walking towards you Mm -hmm. pointing a gun at you slowly um hollis it is your turn can I? Uh, let's see. What would be a funny thing to do? <laughs> <laughs> Pull your uh, pants down and do the YMCA. Uh, <laughs> can I do? Can I? Can I both take a a a a wafer that's on the ground in one in one fell swoop? Has it been yeah. five seconds yet? While see? while no. stepping forward. <laughs> And uh, well, the the wafer will not take effect yet, right? I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, while also uh, firing one round at the uh, at at the dwarf's head, he just tried to shoot at me. I'm gonna say um, roll skill um, okay. with if you want to try to do both with yeah, just roll skill. Let's see what happens. Mm, I got a ten. Okay, so um, as you reach down to uh, grab a wafer. Um, you manage to pick one up and you manage to eat it. Um, and uh, your back hurts like fucking shit from moving that quickly. And uh, ah! yeah, you're you're kind of struggling a little bit to get the um, to get to point the gun. And in that moment, um, super arthritis. Herbert, uh, old, old man. Uh! Yeah, Herbert, you have the next action. Okay, uh, I would like to use my crook in an attempt to disarm the drock. Okay. 
Excellent. So roll crook fighting. All right. I rolled a four against my skill of eight. Okay, excellent. Um, so you try to disarm the drock. Um, you do disarm the drock successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna just roll something real quick. Okay, as you disarm the drock, a single laser bullet is shot out of the gun. <laughs> It flies and bounces off a piece of metal of a dead dwarf. It flies, it bounces off a piece of metal on the lathe cutter. And I need everyone to roll 2d6 and test your luck. Six. Six. Six? Six. Wow. Did you all roll... (laughs) You all rolled six under luck? Five and two. Or sorry, Um, I'm seven. I fucked it up. I can't even do math. (laughs) God damn it. Sir, Nathan, could you please roll for Quentin? And Herbert, could you please roll for each of your sheep? And we'll assume that they each have six luck. Okay. And I have nine luck. Oh, God, 12. Okay. Unfortunately, the d- Herbert, unless you also get a 12, I think oh, you're going to be safe. I was rolling for each one of them. No, that was correct. Okay, okay. Uh, did they all get ro- under 12? They did, yeah. Okay, great. So don't worry about those numbers. So the laser bullet. Um, Sir Nathan, you're seated on top of... Um, the very large Quentin. The very large Quentin, who's just absolutely shredded, and then gets pierced with the laser round. Um, Where? In, in the neck, I'm afraid. And oh. this is what happens... You see that um, something's happening in Quentin's neck. It almost is like a bulge begins to appear, and it begins moving forward and getting to the front. And um, Herbert and Hollis, you both turn your attention to Quentin. You've seen that Quentin was struck by the bolt. You hear Quentin, you know, nay, or whatever horses make. And you see that um, all of Herbert's teeth begin to grow and get extremely sharp. My teeth? Um, um, sorry, uh, Quentin's, Quentin. yeah. Quentin's teeth begin to get extremely sharp, and um, you can see, like, sort of, like, a hissiness ap- appearing, like, almost like a mist is coming out of um, Quentin's mouth. Quentin looks uh, badass. Am, am I still on the horse, or do You're I get jostled off? still on the horse. You're still on the horse. I, I've taken uh, one of these uh, wafers, so I'm getting buff now. Yeah. Uh, can I recognize Quentin as a threat and just like punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say yes in a second. I've just okay. rolled. Herbert, it's your move. Um, the gun is. Where is the gun? Did it fly on it's, the floor? It's 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 in the other hand. Uh, the, I still have no, it. The no, drock. I mean, oh, other gun. Sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So you you've sort of disarmed the drock. Explain mm-hmm. how that looks. Yeah. So I I went for an underhand crook move to knock the gun up out of the drock's hand, uh, yeah. and that's that's when the laser f- fired off. Um, so it it went up over the drock's head, landed on the floor uh, behind it. Okay. Excellent. 
Um, so what do you do? What is your action? Uh, has the wafer worn off on me yet? No, you are feeling the effects still, just barely. Okay. I am going to try to beat the Drock's face in. Okay. Because so I saw that to... it was soft. Okay, great. So roll that 2d6, baby. I rolled an 8. Okay. And my crook fighting skill is 8. That means it hit. So um, what I want you to do is roll 1d6, and we're going to add 1 to that because you're shredded. I rolled a 1. Okay. Excellent. So you... Okay, great. I have my number here. Okay, describe how you hit the drop. The curve of the crook that I couldn't fit through the hole earlier. Yeah, I remember is, that. Is right in the center of the Drock's face now. Like yeah. the hook the hook is like in its nose. Excellent. So you bash it, it does a deep indentation. The Drock is looks pissed and is staring at you. Um Hollis. You your back kind of hurts, but you ate a wafer, you feel powerful you feel like you're 55 years old again (laughs) Um, you're probably already 50 i don't know how old you are but you feel like fucking great um though you are a little hungry um what's your action you're gonna punch this fucking horse i was thinking about punching the horse in the face because it looks evil now okay well it's an it's an evil. I, I maybe I consult with with Sir Nathan and go, Sir Nathan. Nathan, your your horse looks evil now. Uh, as I'm as I'm pulling my fist back, let's say that yeah. like I'm I'm taking I'm standing back and being like, what? what can, as he's transforming. Yeah, uh, I have an awareness skill. Can I do an awareness check on my horse to see if I recognize what he's become and or if he's a threat? I'm going to let you alley-oop that. Yeah, go ahead. Since, Hollis, you're using part of your turn to be like, hey, should I punch your horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make it. Okay, great. Um, You are so spiritually connected with Quentin that you know that Quentin is fine. Quentin is the same Quentin that Quentin's always been. Just much stronger and with poison fangs now. Um, Quentin has been mutated. Okay. He's an uh, ex- much- Quentin's an X-Man. <laughs> nice. How much time do I have? Do I have enough time to reason with Hollis, or do I have to get physical I to intervene? I think that's up to Hollis. I'm, I'm willing to be reasonable. Okay. Well, but you need to communicate to, 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 to turn my strength elsewhere. Uh, well, let's see. Because this guess, happened, and then I'm spooked because he's got, you know, fangs now. I, I mean, guess, t- to be in character, I would say that Sir Mathan would probably just become a body shield with his armor. Um, because then he, I punch Sir Mathan have, have, in the face. <laughs> yeah, so I jump roll in front two, of... <laughs> yeah, so that be roll 2d6. You punch uh, Sir Mathan. Seven. Eleven. <laughs> Okay, Um, yeah, so Sir Mathan, describe how Hollis fails in punching you. Wait, so he he wins and punches me as a result? Um, When it's rolls against, it's whoever rolls highest wins. Oh, okay. Unless it's two sixes. I feel like it should be a a nice whiff, you know? Yeah, so a win for me would be you punch me and not my horse. Yeah. Um, So I'd say... 
I, I, I do a heroic forward dismount yeah. over the horse. Hollis, <laughs> please roll 1d6 for damage against Sir Nathan. Two. Two? Okay. Um, yeah, please remove um, one damage from your stamina. Remove one from your stamina. Yep. Great. Okay. Grandpa is running, is ran over to pick up the gun. Oh, shit. Is <laughs> like the crook isn't in, in his face, but like the he's, he's run over and he's picked the gun back up. Um, I'm going to say that he's turning around to point it at Herbert, who just hit him on the face. Um, please roll 2d6 against me. I rolled a four. You rolled a four. Okay. Um, you before you can even react, you've been shot. You heard the sound. You feel it. It feels like you've been like punched in the chest. Um, as soon as you're hit, um, you're confused because suddenly you can see all of the insides of the drock. You're seeing mm. through it. You're seeing the, the spokes. You're seeing this, um, the gears, the pipes. Um, you're seeing through the unfinished material of this um, unfinished dwarf. Um, and as you're sort of taking it in, you look at your own hand and you can see clearly through your hand. You see all the muscle, the bone. It appears that that bullet has given you x-ray vision. Oh, okay. um, and you take... Oh, whoopsie. Five damage to stamina. Okay. I'm left with 12 stamina. Um, damn, you're ripped. Uh, Sir Mathan, it's your turn. Okay, so I guess I go to chastise Hollis first. It's like, what? <laughs> what in the queen's name are you doing? My my horse, Quentin, he's, he's still in there. And I guess uh, he becomes kind of overwhelmed with, with, with grief and tries to, to calm down Quentin. I don't know if, if Quentin's like acting up or just kind of turned. I'm going to say Quentin is turned, and you can do a separate round to determine what Quentin does. Okay. You can decide what Quentin does now. Um, uh, moving forward, Herbert, you can do the same thing with your sheep. Okay. Great. Okay. Sir Nathan, go ahead. So when you say, like, is Quentin calm? Can I control him, or is he just like a wild animal control, that can't be You can control Quentin. Quentin's just, like, ripped. Okay. I'm like, uh, Quentin, my, my boy, I forgot the voice I was using for him. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've come here to, to rid this, this house of, of evil and complete this quest and resume our position on the, the council of thinking hour. And maybe the queen will choose to no longer consider us exiles after that incident involving the prince and the the Komodo dragon and his dropping of his trousers. And <laughs> we will become respected once again. Let's go. Ho. And I, I try to, to like do the same dismount, but like from the ground over, yeah. <laughs> over his head. I, yeah. I should probably roll for that. <laughs> yeah. You should roll, um, mounting. Yeah. <laughs> this is a remount. I roll it. Yes, it's a remount from the front. 
backwards. I rolled a five. <laughs> okay. That's that's my skill. That's, that's a pass. pass. That's pass. So you beautifully mount your steed, and then what do you both do? Or what does Quentin sort of do once you're on top? I pull out the egg salad sandwich, and I put it in front of Quentin's mouth to eat. Okay. Roll 2d6. That is a five. Okay, great. Quentin eats the sandwich. It's fine. <laughs> um, he doesn't accidentally bite you, and you become poisoned. Okay. That was purely um, for style points. Risky, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hollis, it's it's your move. So after having been chastised for inadvertently thinking uh, Quentin is evil, now turn my attention back towards this... Uh... I forgot to chastise you, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, we get it. I, I, think, uh, I, said, I, I think I said, how could you? But Yeah, we get yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> we turn to the Drac... Um, and let's say, and, and the drag has a gun now. That's the deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you, shot because, Herbert. Yeah. Just start. can I power walk over to him in an attempt to uh, potentially uh, disarm him? You're gonna try a tactical disarm. Yeah. Well, he's got a. Uh, I'm strong now, and uh, you yeah. know he's, he's got a gun, and you know somebody call an ambulance. Yeah, for you. for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, let's um, let's say you power walk over there, and we're gonna roll against each other to see if you can start to overpower the rock. I got an eight, and I also have a skill of power walk of eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to use it. <laughs> you sure. effortlessly you effortlessly power walk over, and you do overpower the drop. The drop. Can you explain what that looks like? What are you doing? Are you doing rear naked uh, choke? Are you? No, I just, I just, just simply snatch the gun out of his hand. Uh, you know, grab okay. the barrel and just, just yank that that guy right out of his wow. hands. Like, just what the like hell are you the, doing? Yeah, just like in the manosphere videos I've been watching on how to tactically disarm your opponent. That's exactly it. You <laughs> just grab the you... barrel. Yeah, you make sure you point it right at your face, and then you, <laughs> you push it up. Thing. Yeah. Did yeah. you say yeah. manosphere or manosphere? Manosphere. <laughs> like, oh my god! It's the tactical guy. Yeah. I don't know what, who what his name is on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, he's always doing it. He's ruined my um, YouTube recommendations. Now it's all MMA stuff. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Anyway. Okay. Um, great. So you have it. Um, um, I'm gonna say Herbert, it's your move. You've just been shot, and suddenly you have X-ray vision. Yes, uh, I would like to use my X-ray vision to see if I can see any sort of vital components to the drock that I yeah. could remove somehow. Cool. Um, roll two d six, please. I rolled a seven. And what's your scale? It's a six. It's six. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Give it to you for creativity, honestly, <laughs> and because you're wearing a cute hat. Um, Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, you see what appears to be like um, an off button on the back of his neck. <laughs> that that seems like maybe X-ray vision isn't even required. <laughs> <laughs> we have to see through the drug, and like maybe it's covered in hair, like artificial yeah. hair or something. Well, I'd like to make an attempt to press that off button. Okay. Do you want to holler out loud? There's an off button. Oh, yeah, because Hollis is near the drock, 
right yeah, now, right? Like right so, in front of him, having yeah. just taken his gun. Yeah, like, Paulus, there's an off button on that thing. <laughs> can I make an attempt to, yeah. to switch? Yeah, is it a switch or is it a momentary? It's a, it's a, it's a switch. It's like, yeah, it's like a lamp. Okay. It's like Here a lamp. Go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 2D. Yeah. Oh, I got a 7. Okay, and your skill is what? Six. Oh, okay, yeah. So the drock sort of like <sighs> judo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the drock is now going to try to overpower you. Um, I'm, it's going to get his gun back. It's baring his teeth. You see, like these wooden chompers that are unfinished, and it's going to try to bite you. Um, so let's roll two d six. Got eight. Okay, um, you're able to easily hold this disabled little unfinished dwarf back. Um, let's see, who's next? It is Sir Mathan and Quentin. <laughs> Herbert, did you way, want your, I yell. Did, real quick, Herbert, did you want your sheep to do anything? Uh, no, they are remaining in a V formation, ready <laughs> for action, okay. but not Just taking any sure. action. Just making sure. <laughs> Sir Mathan, take it away. Yeah, so I say, gangway! And I, uh, I kick Quentin in the side to have him dash towards the Drock and eat him up with like bite <laughs> the giant teeth. Yes, okay. do a biting action. Okay. Let's... I assume in knocking me away. Well, yeah, that's the gangway is to give you guys time to move, I guess. Yeah, let's roll 2d6. 10. It works. Oh. Okay, can you roll um, 1d6, please? 1. Oh, you rolled a 1. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you um, plus 2 for the poison and the fact that the fangs are big and he ate a lot of drugs. Um, So describe how Quentin bites this drug. How big is Quentin's mouth? Um, like horse size, but oh. slightly larger. Like, like, like the mouth is the size of a horse's mouth, or like the <laughs> mouth is an entire horse. Oh no 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 no! It's the size of a horse's mouth. It's not the size of a horse. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, we we lunge forward and just without skipping a beat, he just opens his his maw like this. Yeah. And then just kind of goes for the head. Excellent. So we're going to say, like, here's the scene. Hollis, you're holding this, you're holding this drop and you're trying to touch the switch and you're sort of, you know, having this um, Chuck Norris style sort of like tussle. Um, And a horse just walks over and just bites into the soft clay. Um, The head is gone. The head has been the head has been bitten off, and yet the construct is still sort of wrestling with you, Hollis. I'm gonna say you bit Quentin bit clean through. Um, the drop does not look good, and with that, um, Grandpa is gonna try to um, struggle and punch Hollis, just in the in the fucking pearly whites. Eight. You just narrow, narrow. Describe how you uh, keenly deflected this blow to your face. 
uh, I I uh, use uh, uh, my tactical insights from disarming a Nazi in WW two to uh, yeah definitely move his hand away uh, from my face, narrowly missing my head. Wow, excellent! That's what won us the war. <laughs> That's right. Right there, um, Herbert and the sheep. Okay, so I I think my crook can maybe reach the switch on the back of the Drox head. Okay, let's get a crook biting roll. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 10. <laughs> and I have an 8 skill at crook fighting. Yeah, explain how this failed. Well, so the I have the hook the hook of the crook uh is is sort of tapping at the switch but it doesn't quite it's not quite able to move the switch down yeah maybe you realize it's like a you have to turn it like clockwise to turn it off it's not like a button yeah i, I just don't have not the fine, up and down yeah i don't not have the fine motor skills dial. with with the full length of a crook to make it happen yeah so the hook of the crook took into the nook yeah <laughs> that's right hollis it's all you Okay, so I'm I'm now wrestling with the body, or and You're where's the head wrestling. in relation? The body is is in the mouth of Quentin. The body is no, the, sorry, head. the head. The head. The yeah, body. Okay. The body and, and, is and the button is you. on the head. It's on the neck. The button, which still is which to I'm the body. wrestling with. Okay. Yes. Can I switch the switch from evil to good? <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> uh let's see that's uh that'd be uh that'd be an 11 i got a nine luck so you have to roll under your luck fuck um <laughs> you try to adjust the button you see how there's on off good evil but there's another option more evil. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, roll two d six, please. Yeah, uh, that's an eight. Okay, you're fine. Um, but the dwarf does try to knee you in the in the gut, but it doesn't work. You're still wrestling with it, and you're okay. like you're like a gurgling from the neck. That's like I'll fucking kill you. Like it's like. <laughs> It's no longer like a sing-songy, like I'm evil. Now it's like I'm gonna fuck your mom, evil. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out to Sir Sir Nathan and Herbert and say Nathan. he's he's gone. He's set to very evil. <laughs> um, and with that, Sir Nathan and Quentin, my quest. Um, so I guess the the head in Quentin's mouth. Uh, he just kind of smashes it smashes his mouth shut and squishes yeah. it i don't know is that free? that's great that's great <laughs> okay um hearing the the very evil thing i guess quentin is probably still still has a lot of mo- momentum going away from the drac so i attempt to stab it in the back with my spear which i assume is difficult because i haven't had a chance to steady myself you say sphere? That my my lance. <laughs> Go ahead and roll lance. A spear, a spear, a spear, a spear, my lance. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, seven against jousting. 
which we said minus one, two, so I guess that's a tie. Okay, I'm going to count it. So roll, um, you're attacking, we... you're, sorry, are you attacking the drop with your lance? Yeah. Okay, roll 1d6, please. Two. Okay, please describe how you've murdered this drop with your lance. Uh, well, I guess by sheer dumb luck, I do a stabbing motion over my shoulder and it fits right in the hole. The point of the lance goes right into the hole of the drock. What hole? That, there's that, a second, there's no head. So there's a it, second hole now. Well, I, is, this, is this the other side sorry, of the I hole? Thought, from I thought earlier? there was another hole that you said that you, you, you were look, we, we saw all the gears and stuff in it before. Was oh, that just your x-ray vision? That, yeah, that was just I think x-ray so. vision. Yeah, okay. sorry. Well, okay. Well, then we'll just say it's just like cleaning the chest. Excellent. Um, so, Sir Nathan, you stab your brave, honorable lance into this very evil, not very well-crafted drop, this unfinished drop, and you can feel the lance stopping the gears on the inside, and you feel it slowly powering down. Hollis, you're wrestling with it. You feel the strength leave this creature. Um, Herbert, you can sense the sort of evil presence disappearing from the room. Um, as this creature powers down, you feel the sort of tense energy in this manner disappearing. The stress you all have felt evaporates. Congratulations, the three of you have purged the evil from the Baron's manor. I, I'm like losing my strength here and 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 hunching over. Yeah, <laughs> everyone who's eaten a wafer is extremely hungry and weak now. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. I'm examining the remains of the drock. I see that uh, uh, Mathan's lance left a hole mm-hmm. in the chest of the drock, uh, and I attempt to pl- like s- poke poke the hole with my the the smaller end of my crook and see if there's anything in there. Okay, go ahead and um, roll luck. Wouldn't you be able to see it with your x-ray vision? Hold on. I'm rolling for luck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, nice, solid. I rolled a six. And your luck was six? Yes, it was. You do feel something, and you also see something. You don't know how you didn't <laughs> see it before. You're so fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> it appears to be a device that the drock was working on, that the drock was hiding inside his chest. You pull it out, and you recognize it immediately, thanks to your luck roll. It is a remote control. It's a remote control device. And on the sort of remote control, you see the words mass cloner written in cursive. You're familiar with these. You've heard of this before, Herbert, back in the demon hunting days. It's an ancient artifact. Um, they're extremely rare to come by across any sphere. But you know that by inputting your genetic makeup into this device and pressing the big red button, that everyone on this planet will 
these changed and matched the genetic makeup, physical structure, memories, and personality of those who put their genetic material inside of it. This is an extremely powerful device here. Yes. Uh, so I explained to the other the other guys uh, what this device does, and uh, I guess I just await their input. Well, I, I still have this mysterious gun in my hand that I think is a real gun because, you know, we don't know that Herbert has yeah. extra vision, uh, and it's just transformed our horse into some sort of fucked up abomination. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm kind of investigating this this, this gun. Could you roll maybe. up? Yeah, I want to see if there's an accidental discharge or not. Six. My luck is nine. Okay, great. So um, each of you who rolled luck, reduce your luck roll, but your luck stat by one. Um, Hollis, you sort of figure out, you start playing with it, and all of a sudden um, a little scroll pops out of the bottom of the gun. And wouldn't you know, it's probably one of your favorite things or one of your least favorite things. It's an instruction manual. And the instruction manual tells you that this is a mutation ray gun. Not only does it shoot things and um, cause them to burn with plasma, it also has random mutagen side effects. Uh, Quick question. Do these side effects stack? Yes. (laughs) So does the plasma burns. All right. All right. So we got to be careful with it. Okay. Well, I, I need to turn around and tell these guys I'm keeping this gun. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I, I picked it up off a, a drack that I wrestled. <laughs> when you say it, it sounds like a pejorative, but it's just what they're called. Well, you know, you know the dracks. You know how they are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mushy faces. Uh, not so, well crafted. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're looking at that. We, it looks like we got some sweet loot. Is there any? Is there any other loot that we can investigate around here? Herbert's got a loot. What? Yeah, you already have a loot. That's true. That's true. Herbert, well, still got my loot here. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you play us some chords? This is like our victory music. Yeah, play the victory music. The party successfully purged the house, the manor. Having returned to the dwarf, they never bothered to ask his name. They were rewarded with more sandwiches, more egg salad sandwiches made perfectly for them. And they each got $5,000. Please, now that you've been paid and you've been fed, could each of you tell us where your character goes from here? Sir Mathan looks for the night pigs immediately. Excellent. I uh, I went back to the house, uh, got that painting, and I hung it up over the hole that was <laughs> still there because it really bothered me that feng shui was off. <laughs> and then point, I just took off. At this point, the S's have, are just like, like, like the back just looks red. There's been yeah, so many I just cover that up, and it's you okay. know that's on the that's on the backside. It's to the hole, right. um, you know, and then just move on. And where does Herbert and his sheep go? Well, now that we have this fresh five thousand uh, dollars, it's time to buy some new shepherd's clothing and also some sheep's clothing, uh, different from pigs' clothing, of course. They each have their own 
hat. Uh, each one is their favorite color. Quigley's favorite color is turquoise. Stuart's favorite color is uh, purple. Female's favorite color is just a like a scarlet, like a bright, cool-looking red. And Dot's favorite color is white. Because they're white. And <laughs> uh, that leaves me with, I think, like $4,950 remaining. And we just return to our field and continue uh, shepherding. Well, I'm shepherding. They're just being sheep. Excellent. Beautiful. I love to hear it. Congratulations, all. You've successfully solved the um, mystery of the haunted house. Thank you for going on this journey with me. And great job on your quest. Um, Yay. Yeah. Thank you. I, Thanks for putting it on for thank us. Thank you, Dungeon yeah. Mistress. Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, Yay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. I've already seen Christmas stuff in Joanne's. <laughs> oh, it's at like Target? I've got it. It's already Christmas time. It's uh, Menards, uh, all Christmas, all the time. Beautiful. Well, um, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> this was long. It was, yeah. And the the tale of Mathan's hunt for the night pig will have to we'll have to save that for another day. <laughs> oh no, but Justin, come on. You quest all night, baby. <laughs> well, you're the one who said you were tired. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no, I'm exhausted.